Super Talk Mississippi media production. What if everyone was turning their head to look at you with a brand new Flowmaster exhaust system from Exhaust Pro in Macomb on Georgia Avenue? Cruise in style with Exhaust Pro of Macomb on Georgia Avenue. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who make coastal Mississippi and Mississippi, for that matter, such a great place to live, work, and play. Hope you had a great weekend or having a great Monday. It's, uh, it's great to be here, and thank you for listening on Super Talk 103.1. But if you're listening on Facebook or YouTube or your favorite podcast, we really appreciate that as well. I'm, I'm really fortunate. I say this all the time, but, you know, Kyle Curley is one of the best producers anybody could ask for. He and I uh, have been on this journey for now over two years, have had over 600 conversations. It's truly remarkable looking back at how fast time has flown by. But uh, I told Kyle in the last couple of days, I said something to him like, uh, you can set your watch by Kyle because I join in using uh, from my studio here at the house. I join in. Uh, using, uh, you know, uh, uh, Skype and other technology, and we roll with the shows, and he's he's Johnny on the spot from his his uh, studio as well, and, and we get this thing done, and it's great. And I have a great content producer in Cammie Martin. She's the one who works with our guests. She, she uh, once we decide who our guests are going to be, she works with our guests to get them all scheduled and, and to make sure things are fine. And every now and then we'll, we'll, we'll have a brainstorming session about you know, who who have we not had back on in a while? We try to have a lot of new folks. And with the, with elected officials and particularly, you know, mayors and others like that and chamber leaders and others, we want to we want to get back with them on a pretty regular basis just to check in and see what's going on. Uh, but, but again, a lot of new folks. And I love finding those little diamonds in the rough and having those conversations so we can all be inspired. But uh, so anyway, Cammie and I were having a, a conversation about, you know, kind of where are we? And she said, you know, we need to get Robbie back, Robbie D'Angelo. And I said, I said, you know, you're right about that. She said, you know, I'm already here. We are. It's already February. January's passed us. And uh, and uh, every time I think about having another piece of chocolate, I remind myself that I've already blown it on my New Year's resolutions. And I could take a dose of Robbie to 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 be reminded that we can all start fresh every single day. So with that said, we invited Robbie D'Angelo back. And uh, before we go any further, let me say good morning to you, my friend. Ricky, it is an absolute pleasure. And hey, look, I I don't want to be your source of guilt. Um, I want to be your source of inspiration and motivation. So uh, let's, uh, let's have some fun today. Yeah. Listen, you're, you're a great inspiration. You, you, um, Obviously, for people who don't know you, you play football at Southern Miss. You weighed over 300 pounds. You uh, you decided to get healthy. There's a great story behind that. You had tremendous, tremendous progress here in coastal Mississippi. You won just, in fact, just before you left for Florida, you won a bodybuilding contest. Mm-hmm. You go to Florida to sort of, I don't know, take your, your, your goal is to, to take a step up and and really begin to to change the people who are around you in terms of your profession so that you can really figure out the maximum opportunity that you have for yourself. And it's been inspiring listening to your journey. And we'll remind some people something about that. But I want to share something with you. This is a quote from John McEnroe. It says, the important thing is to learn a lesson every time you lose. Mm-hmm. 
every time you lose. So Cammy, in a way, she may be thinking, gosh, I've already lost as it relates to my New Year's resolution. But in a way, she really hasn't, has she? No. It, you, yeah. you know, part of the part of like when people beat themselves up about their losses, but the, that's why we call so much of this a practice. And in practice, you're literally just working on getting better. It's not about perfection. We celebrate progress. We don't celebrate perfection because perfection can only exist in a vacuum. And I'm sorry, none of us live in a vacuum. So it, it's a it's about just that journey of progress and just, you know, we mess up. Look, I mess up too. I'm not perfect, but it's about getting up every day and saying today I'm going to get better. So I've described you in the past as an as a um, um, an author, a best you know best selling author. You you I've described you as a human optimization coach because as as you and I discussed before, <laughs> while we while you may help people with training, that's not really what you do. You're into the mental part. You're into helping people think properly about how to maximize their their hope how to maximize their happiness and in order to get to that part in their lives they've got to have a good alignment between sort of how they feel physically and how they feel mentally and you're convinced that's the only way to succeed isn't it it really is um you know like the physical part that's your battery that gives you energy to carry out everything else you want to carry out in your life and so much as i get more and more deeper into this work it really is about fulfillment and you know it's about progress it's about the relationships i, I would say relationships is probably the number one thing i'm seeing across the board right now with all my clients that we're really digging into and working on but it's it's about just taking all those areas of your life and living them to the max and living to the fullest so you're living this journey of life and trying to eliminate regret, regret as much as possible. Yeah, I had a friend of mine who called yesterday. In fact, he sent me a picture at 5.30 yesterday, him working out. Mm -hmm. And because as you and I have discussed before, I have worked out. My dad died in 1979. In 1980, I went on a mission to work out. And other than a couple of surgeries along the way that unfortunately one was related to working out. Other than that. I have never missed a week of working out. I've done weights. I've I've walked. I've run. Do the bike, and now I'm 64 years old, and I've and I've and I've it's been it's been very worthwhile for me. And so he sends me a note because he he knows about my journey and he's trying to get started. And I've been trying to coach him into you know you, you know take the step. And my advice back to him, and this is going to sound very similar to this is going this is going to show you that I've learned from you. My advice back to him was. Don't overdo it. Just it's one day at a time. <clears throat> Go at it slow. What's really important is that you sustain this commitment. Don't don't go in there and get sore and then have to take time off and then fall back in your habits. Drink a lot of water. Uh, you know, drink, uh, 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 walk. Uh, but find what will work. Take your baby steps, but stay focused on keeping it going. Don't let up. And uh, it's just one day at a time. That's pretty good advice. That sounds like you, though, doesn't it? 100%. And actually, like when they look at the research um, in dieting, uh, it's the number one thing across all diets from keto, Adkins, to whatever diet you decide to do. The number one principle that works across all of them is adherence. And basically that means is you sticking to it consistently. Consistency is the number one variable to progress in any area of your life. So like you said, it's about finding what you like to do, finding out what works for you, and then just doing it every day with the commitment to get better. Well, the other thing that I mentioned to him, and this is something you and I have talked about before, is that um, 
I'm not big on dropping into some kind of massive diet that, that, that start to learn to eat well and learn to eat well, because the, the, the reality is it's not, if you go into a diet sort of fad, you're going to come out of it on the other side and it's not going to work out. What I said was, look, First of all, you got to make sure you get enough protein. So that protein is important. You, you and I'll talk about that in a second. You got to get plenty of water. There's a hundred reasons why that's important. You, it's it, it, it's important. Don't eliminate the carbs, but cut back on the carbs. I mean, especially if you drink a, if you eat a lot of white bread and and potatoes and stuff like that. It's good to try to cut back on that. But try to find a balanced diet and learn to count your calories because it's incredible. You got to learn to do that. See, I used to I dodged that for years and years and years but then i started to realize that the key is i got to burn more calories than i take in and i've got to understand the science behind that that's important i mean it's like relearning how to live a healthy life you know honestly for most people and you, and you said this the simplest thing you could do when it comes to nutrition is eliminate wasted calories and what i mean by that is like if you go to starbucks and get the starbucks drink with 300 calories in it versus getting one with 100 calories you do that for a week now we're you know positive negative 1400 calories for the week um eliminating the mindless eating that we do where we just snack on things there's so many times during the day where we can make just small little choices that don't cause a big overhaul in your nutrition where you're just eliminating these little small increments of calories that over the week add up to a big thing so yeah you're right it's it's not about overhauling your entire diet overnight because most people won't stick to that because it's too hard it's about making these small incremental adjustments. Um, we've talked about this past that that one percent better mentality of today. I'm just gonna get one percent better in my nutrition, whether it's drinking water, um, eliminating the late night snacks, whatever it is. Just make those small little one one percent increments every day and stay consistent, and that's where you're gonna win. So what what happened for me is I had a hard time having doing water with a meal, just plain water with a meal. And um, so I would do tea with you know unsweet tea with mm -hmm. a lemon, and that 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 tended to work pretty well for me. But over the years, I finally just said, "Wait a minute, I got to find a way to to like water. <laughs> I got to find a way at a meal." So the, the way it works now is I just put lemon in my water, and I yep. now I put lemon in my water all day long. I mean, I've got the water that I have sitting here; it's got a lemon in it. But I've learned that that's what works for me. I haven't had a soft drink, a, literally a soft drink. In years, I haven't had, because it's not just the sugar associated with the soft drink, but it's the carbohydrates that that are associated with it, with them as well. So, um, what's your view on soft drinks? So I have kind of a different view. Um, I'm I'm actually not opposed to diet soft drinks. Here's why: all the science proves that. You know, those small little shots of artificial sweeteners aren't bad for you. Yeah, if you're drinking gallons and gallons of it a day, problem there. But like little small spots of it here and there aren't gonna hurt you. And if you need that little bit of carbonation, a little bit of sweetness that comes from a Coke Zero or Splenda in your tea, that's not gonna hurt you. And it'll it'll satisfy that little sweet tooth. There's so much bad science wrapped around um, artificial sweeteners that is just mind blowing. Um, like th there's a science people that say like artificial sweeteners cause weight gain. How can something with zero calories cause weight gain? That just is bad science. We'll continue. Actually, let's continue that part of the conversation on the other side. This is Robbie D'Angelo and we'll, we'll continue after this break.
His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We have Robbie D'Angelo here, human optimization coach. Great, great friend of uh, of Coast View for the last couple of years. Great. He's a, he, every time we talk, it's a great reminder of the basic steps we can take in our lives that can make a gigantic difference. When we went to break, though, we were talking about uh, artificial sweeteners in sort of a carbonated drink, and he's not a big, he's, he doesn't have a major problem with that. And I've read some of those studies. The problem with these studies, Robbie, especially the ones you might see on Facebook, is there there are agenda driven uh, too often. And this whole notion that when you take when you drink an artificial sweetener, somehow you're going to overcompensate over here by taking in too many carbs because you had the the artificial sweetener. Um, and the whole notion that if you if you have if you drink an artificial sweetener you're going to get cancer, I mean there's no proof that that in in a moderate intake that that's the case is there? No, like the studies that actually like that one study that proved um, aspartame causes cancer, they were like literally giving rats gallons of this stuff, and for like as a human how much that is on a daily basis that's just it's not something you'd be able to do just physically. Um, so no, these these studies are not true, and really. But it, here's the deal, Ricky. Like, if drinking something sweet causes you to want more sweetness, like you have to be aware of that. For me, um, especially like prepping for the bodybuilding contest, I need a little bit of that sweetness hits here and there. Um, like you know, I I put a sweetener in my coffee um, that's zero calories, just because it gives me a little bit of sweet tooth and it satisfies my sweet tooth. So therefore, I don't go searching for it in something with other calories. One of the cool things about what you did and going to moving to Florida is you wanted to surround yourself with your change your environment and and surround yourself with incredibly successful people. And uh, and so that you can take your game and try to figure out where's where's Robbie's max. Where can Robbie where what can you accomplish in your life and test your own physical ability just so that you can literally lead by example. This has been a good move for you, hasn't it? It's been an incredible move um, for all areas of my life. I mean, I'm surrounded by some business people right now that are starting huge companies that are bringing new technology to the market that we sat down with yesterday. Um, so like business is growing just because of like the surroundings. Um, my physical body is improving because I'm around other people that are pushing their max. And, you know, even I'm connected to a new faith community that's pushing me there um, and calling me to do more there. So it's really surrounding myself with people that I look up to and make me strive to be a better person. And I asked one of my clients that the other day, I'm like, hey, how many people in your circle make you want to be better? And I think that's one of the big questions we've got to ask ourselves and the people we surround ourselves with. Are these people pushing me to be the best version of myself? And they are, aren't they? They are. Absolutely. 100%. And, you know, it's a, it's a constant challenge. No matter where I go, I'm surrounded by people that are pushing me past my perceived limits because that's really what most limits are is just a perception based upon our limited beliefs. And when we really step outside and we see other people doing the things we thought were hard and thought we were, were impossible, no, it's actually possible if I would just quit thinking that it's impossible. So when you're – okay, so you're working out, let's say, at, at, at your gym – and uh, you can give me a sense of the quality of the bodybuilders that are around you, but they hear your story as you know playing offensive line for Southern Miss for four years and coming out at 300 pounds and 
and all the mental stuff that you were going through and you, this, this, this decision you made to, to really gain control of your life and become the best version of yourself you can possibly be. How do they view you when you, and, and give me a sense of the kind of people that are around you. It's such a good environment, Ricky. I'll be honest with you. It's it's a bunch of people <clears throat> that are really doing the same thing I'm doing is is striving for their best. You know, a lot of people that I'm in the gym atmosphere with, they're not working out just to maintain. They're not working out just because they think it's a good thing to do. Like, no, these people are pushing themselves. And I'm I'm, a, I'm around other people that are testing my own perception of what it means to work hard. And I love seeing that. And then when we start talking. What I love about it is I do have a story of losing over 100 pounds, but this other professional bodybuilder has a story of coming out of an abusive relationship where she was mentally and physically abused and bodybuilding literally saved her life. Or this other person that was in a deep depression and bodybuilding gave him an identity. So it's all these stories of people overcoming adversity and turning to something positive that is has really helped them. And that's that real unifying bond that a lot of people in this gym have. Wow, that's inter- that's so interesting. So you 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 continue to consult. That's that's obviously how you make your living, but you also con- continue to sort of strive to become the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. By winning your bodybuilding division down here on the coast last year, it enabled you to sort of kind of take a step up in terms of the competitive situation. Where are you in relation to that? So becoming nationally qualified last year, it gave me the opportunity to compete on a national level. Um, so I, I sat down with my coach. We had a long talk. And he's like, look, if you want to go for it, I got you. Let's go. And I said, hey, I'm not getting any younger. I don't want to think about this 20 years down the road. I'm like, man, you know, what would have happened? So I'm like, look, let's go for it. I don't have much time left. Um, I am getting on up there in the bodybuilding world of age. So let's go for it. So we're going to go try to become a professional. Wow, that's good. And then what is what is involved in that? Because I noticed before, for for the for the Facebook and YouTube audience, you can see this. But if you've been a regular listener here on Coastview, what you can see is that that uh, Robbie clearly has been working on his upper body. He's thicker than I've seen you probably ever. Actually, I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, other than the time that you were at Southern <laughs> Miss, and that's a different kind of a thick that you were at that time. But uh, but is it true? I mean, have you taken your game to a new level? I have. And really what it's been is it's been a commitment to consistency. And it's been, you know, this has really been about a three-year journey that I've been on to this point. And that's been the biggest thing. It's working with knowledgeable professionals that are saying, here's the plan. And then me saying, okay, here's my plan. Now let me go execute it to the best of my ability and give it 100% effort. And I'm working with a guy named Austin Connolly from the coast, um, Pascagoula, opening a new gym in Pascagoula. And he's you know, trying to become a professional as well. And having him in my corner just giving me a plan of what to do. And I think that's something that a lot of people can benefit from is having that mentor or that coach in your life that's giving you an outside, unemotional perspective on, hey, here's the plan. Okay, no, you're on track. Don't screw it up. You're on track. And that's been such a huge benefit. And it's also that accountability piece of me having to send him check-in pictures for over a year now. Every Saturday I wake up. And I have to send him pictures of what I look like. And that's, to me, that's been huge because that's that accountability piece to make sure that I'm giving 100% every week. When, when I was young, uh, when I was working for the Sun-Herald very early in my career, for, for, you, know, you think about coaches. Uh, yeah, I had Roland Weeks as a mentor for my professional life. 
And then I think about I had I had two or three other people that I really leaned on hard from a from from a mentoring point of view, and then I remember Doc Rhodes Rhodes Fitness Doc, <laughs> love Doc. Doc, taught me how to work out with weights. Taught Doc, I worked out with Doc for I don't know how many years, 10, 15, I don't know how long I worked out with Doc. Eventually had you know developed my own capability here at the house, but. Um, but it's powerful. And I think about, you know, you say you've had two or three coaches along the way. I, I probably have had that at any given point in my life. And it helped me sort of get the most out of my career. And then it obviously it's kept me motivated to take care of myself physically. But just because you're a coach doesn't mean that you don't need coaches, right? That's how much I believe in the profession. And, you know, a lot of people, <clears throat> they have this such a weird concept of what coaching really is. But every high performer in the world has a coach in some some way. I mean, look at the best ever Tom Brady. Tom Brady literally had a coach in every aspect of his life from a personal chef to a guy that's helping him with his body to a guy that's helping him with his recovery to his quarterback coach to his offensive coordinator. He had so many coaches helping him get to that greatest of all time status. And why, why would we look at that and say, oh, we don't need that? Why would we look? And it was, um, I think it was the CEO of um, um, Lowe's that said, to reach your human potential, you absolutely need a coach in your life. And because here's what I've learned in my coaching business you know, everybody always says it's, it's you against the man in the mirror, and it is. But what keeps you from your greatness a lot of times is what you don't see in the mirror. And we need that person to help us see what we can't see because a lot of times we're, we're trying to see the forest from the trees and it's so hard because we're emotionally attached instead of looking at it from that logical point of view. You know, Tom Brady is an inspiring story. I mean, oh, whether absolutely. you like Tom Brady or not, what he has done over many, many years to stick to it. And uh, given that, you know, he played in Florida and whatever, I bet you hear a lot about him and, and his commitment. Absolutely, you do. And, you know, a lot of people have that misconception about him. They think he's cocky and arrogant. Um, but when you watch the behind the scenes stuff of, of who he really is, yes, he is competitive, just like Kobe Bryant. Everybody thought he was arrogant, but no, he's just competitive. Jordan was the same way. His teammates, you know, a lot of time Jordan's teammates gave him hell because of how like high standards he had. But that's just that competitiveness. But when you look at it, Brady, he's just a good old boy from the Midwest that is he loves his family and he's just so like humble but he's just overly competitive and a lot of times that's what people see but you have to have that little competitive edge to you and it's that competition of you versus you to get better and make progress over who you used to be well he masters that in fact you know what we got to do the next time we visit because we're out of time for today but when we when we uh, talk next, we got to do a, we got to break Tom Brady down a little bit because he's an interesting case study, and a lot of people, especially older guys, can really pay some close attention to what he's done. It didn't come easy for him. No. Anyway, we'll be back uh, after this break. Uh, thank you, Robbie D'Angelo. I appreciate you spending some time with us today, buddy. Ricky, always a pleasure, man. You bet. Take care. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.